Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to our session on Toastmasters sharing. Today, I have a special guest, Judy Lee, who has been at Toastmasters for at least 25 years. She is currently a member of MIMPJ Toastmasters Club. She's going to share with us why she continues to be a Toastmaster member. Now, please let me help me welcome Judy Lee. Judy, thank you for joining us today. Hope you had a good lunch. Christmas. Thank you, Tati. It's an honor to be invited. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for joining me today. Right, for our first question, I would really like to know, you know, after 25 years, what made you stay on to be a Toastmasters? Can you share with us? Why the reason you're still around, as we call it, in Toastmasters? <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time, 25 years and more. It's been a long time. But public speaking has been with me even longer. I've always, I've been a debater and public speaker from school days. It is a hobby, something I'm really interested in. So Toastmasters is like a hobby for me. That's one reason. I see. Now, the second reason is because public speaking is basically a skill. It's not something you're born with. It's a skill you acquire. Mm -hmm. Just like playing tennis, playing the piano. These are skills. And to be good at something which is a skill, you need to practice at it. And I know that if I joined, if I left the Toastmasters Club, I wouldn't mm -hmm. have my practice sessions and my skill level will go down very quickly. So I remain a Toastmaster because I need the practice. Let's go back to the, your third point, why you stayed on as a Toastmasters. Yes. Okay, Toastmasters is a great way to meet people. All of us in our lives, we tend mm -hmm. to move in circles. So when you're a working person, you tend to mix with people from your industry, from your company. But when you join a Toastmasters club, you get people from all different industries, uh, different um, ages. So mm -hmm. it's a great way to meet a wide array of people. That's number one. And um, number two is, it's a great way to be with people who share your interest, public speaking, or your aspirations. They may not be that keen on it, but they aspire to have to be better speakers. So you have a common aspiration. And it's nice to be in a group like that where you motivate each other to be better at what you want to be. Okay. And um, also as a retiree, as a housewife and a retiree, I've been a housewife and retiree for, for a while now. Uh-huh. Your, your life, your circle can become very small. So being a Toastmaster allows me to mingle with a wider circle of people. And it's also an avenue for me to contribute back to the community that I'm in. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been in countries that's not that where, no, sorry, I've, I've lived out of Malaysia and where I didn't have many friends to start off with. And by being in a Toastmasters club, I could connect with more people and I could contribute to the community I was based in. I see. Thank you. That's a good thing that you raised just now. Uh, you said you're you didn't just stay in Malaysia. You weren't just a member in the Malaysian Toastmasters Club. 
you actually stayed overseas. Can you share with us mm. your experience with that? And, and I understand you even opened new clubs in new territory or new countries. I think that's, that's a commendable thing to do. You know, you opened up new clubs in new places. Even here in Malaysia, sometimes people say, oh, it's not easy to open club. But you did it in another country that doesn't even have a club in their place. So can you share with us your experience with that? Okay. Basically, I was a very lazy member when I was in, in Malaysia. <laughs> I was just attending meetings, you know, not volunteering to take up any committee role because I was busy with firstly career and then raising a young family. Uh -huh. But when I moved to Singapore, because of my husband's job, we were posted out of Malaysia. I'm, we moved to Singapore in 2005 and ab about a year or so later, I transferred my membership to Tangling Toastmasters Club in Singapore. And I was, well, it's a long story, but I became the president of the club in the year for 2008, 2009. Mm -hmm. And that being in that leadership position basically mm -hmm. changed my whole attitude where I could see that I could make a difference. Oh. Right? And um, when I, I left the club, a much in a stronger position mm -hmm. in a well the, the club became more active and uh, we for the first time could have qualified to be a distinguished club but we didn't have enough members but but it was good we, we had good team effort going on and um, my motto for that year that I was the president we, in Singapore we only meet once a month and I said we cannot afford to have a bad meeting so every meeting must be a good meeting. And to me, it was like everyone who comes in for the meeting mm -hmm. must leave the room two hours later with the thought, I'm so glad I made it here tonight. I enjoyed myself so much. I learned so much at the meeting. I must make sure I come back next, at, next month. right? So mm -hmm. it was with that kind of attitude that every meeting counts and we got to make every meeting good. Mm -hmm. So it was... It was a good uh, um, attitude, aspiration to have, and we could feel that members were getting enthusiastic when we rally around a goal like that. Mm -hmm. So in 2009, uh, my husband was in Vietnam by then, so I, I moved to Vietnam. And I was a little bit worried because for the first time in my life, uh -huh. my I was going to be without my kids because we were you know my son had gone to us my daughter was going to boarding school and it was just going to be the two of us so there was no school community i could be part of uh -huh. and i was wondering how am i going to make friends in vietnam i don't speak the language and it's a strange new city for me mm -hmm. and it, it, i expected it to be hard but it wasn't because first yeah. there was an active uh, uh, um, expat community there. There was a big expat community, and I became a community uh, a member of the International Ladies of Vietnam. Mm -hmm. But that leadership position uh, of service in Singapore left me with a desire that I want to do something about Toastmasters in Vietnam. I want to do something about helping the young people mm -hmm. in Vietnam. And I would actually 
you know, meet, sometimes I bump into college age kids and I have a conversation with them. And I say, come to my house. I'll, I'll come and I'll teach you English. And I actually had a, a little group, a group of young ladies who would come to my house on Sunday mornings. Uh-huh. And we would, I would teach them English. And, but it wasn't a Toastmasters club. Then somewhere along the line, someone introduced me to a group of MBA wannabes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I call them MBA wannabes because all of them were executives and managers and they wanted to make their resume look better by going to US uh-huh. to take MBA programs. And they were told, if you started a, a Toastmasters club, uh-huh. your resume would look very good and your chances of getting into a good MBA school would be better. <laughs> so they, they, they somehow want, and the trouble is at that time, uh-huh. in 2009, uh-huh. there was no Toastmasters Club, no community Toastmasters Club in the whole of Vietnam, the whole country, there was no Toastmasters oh. Club. Okay. The community. And nobody, they had no idea what the Toastmasters Club was about. They had no idea. And the, uh-huh. one about, I respected their enthusiasm and commitment. One of the girls actually flew all the way to Singapore uh-huh. to attend a Toastmasters Club meeting. There's a club in Singapore called the, the Vietnamese Toastmasters Club. It used to meet at the Singapore Management University. I see. And they she attended, most of the members there were Vietnamese executives either working or studying in Singapore. Uh-huh. And she connected with them. She went to attend their meeting. And it so happened that the mentor of that, that club knew me mm-hmm. and she said yeah go approach judy she's living in your city now and she'll help you you start a club so that's how i connected with this group and we started a toastmasters club but it was so difficult because imagine starting something in virgin territory nobody <laughs> knows what toastmasters mm-hmm. is so you cannot have a demo meeting yeah. and uh, every everyone is new to the role so you have you, you can't even get a, a, a club nearby to say, hey, come and be my mm-hmm. evaluator tonight or come and be my Toastmaster of the meeting. So in every meeting, I will have to like uh, wear many, many hats and also be coaching people how to do a role very quickly. And I also there's also not that many proficient English speakers. Uh-huh. So... Uh, this was where I had to ask favors from my expat friends. I, I had a lot of American and native English speaking friends and say, come and help me in this club. I know you, you're not a Toastmaster, but surely you can be a grammarian, you know. Wow. And it was wonderful. It, 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 and, and you'll be surprised for so many of them. It uh-huh. was their first time hearing about Toastmasters Club. They've lived in America all their lives they've lived in england they have never heard of toastmasters club really even and though they've been be to us yes oh okay they, i mean these are americans they're americans and they've not heard of toastmasters clubs uh-huh. and they i actually had one who who helped me quite a bit and she said you know what i wish i knew about toastmasters club when i was working because this would have helped me in my career so very much true so it's not mm. just us, it, it's not just us here in Asia who don't know about Toastmasters Club, even in America, a lot of them don't know about Toastmasters Club. And even the native speakers uh-huh. will tell you this program would have helped them so much in their communication skills and in their career. Interesting. Not just for us, it's also for native English speakers. 
Very interesting because, you know, Toastmasters has been around for more now, almost like 100 years soon, if you round it up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it's good that you share because uh, things are so much different back then because you need to have it physical, mm. right? Now with the COVID, everything yes, is online. Mm. So I yes. think any new club, if they want to set up at the moment, they have actually the resources of Globally. the whole world. Yeah. yeah. I mean, imagine yes. how things are so different compared you yeah. were starting up in, in, in Vietnam and now. Yeah. My God. Yeah. yeah. How things have changed. But I really admire, you know, your tenacity to actually you know, use any resources that you have, even non toastmasters as long as they can do the role. Um, it might not be the standard of toastmasters. I don't know what that standard will be, but you know, they have can do a decent job, grammar. And in fact, we, we used to call you a uh, grammar teacher, right? You did every time yes. you grammar, grammar. And as long as we have mm. a, a native English speaker, that will help definitely. And you yeah. actually got this uh, Vietnamese to actually set up an English speaking club in Vietnam. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome, yeah. awesome job. Because the, the, the Vietnamese are very keen to learn, they're very hardworking and they're very enthusiastic learners mm -hmm. so the, but the main thing was to to communicate what is the toastmasters club you know because mm -hmm. most like you say most of them think what is a social club and this is an experience i think not many people will, will have i even had to deal with an imitation toastmasters club there was a, a group <laughs> imitation. of <people. laughs> yeah, they, they, they used to meet in a cafe uh -huh. and they would speak have an English speaking session, they would play games and, and they called themselves a Toastmasters club. So one of my members came to me and said, you know, their, their meetings are so fun because they, they play games, they throw balls, they do this and that. And I said, but that's not what a Toastmasters meeting is. So, so, so I, I, I had to tell her, don't worry, they're not the competition. We are backed by Toastmasters International US. There's a program that's been tested and proven to be effective. Wow. And uh, yeah, so I was thinking may, not many people would have experience having to deal with an imitation Toastmasters club. Yeah, you give a, a different twist to imitation goods and services then. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> All right, uh, Judith, perhaps before we uh, conclude our podcast, uh, perhaps you can give share with us uh, a tip. No, can, before does. we go there, before we go there, can I just, you, you asked me to tell you about my experience with setting up clubs. Another uh -huh. club that I started was in Indonesia, uh -huh. when we were posted to Indonesia. And this was, again, a very different experience from the one in, in Vietnam, because uh -huh. this was in a, what is a small town? It's actually a million people, but by Indonesian standard, that's a very small town. And okay. uh, I thought, yeah, it's, it shouldn't be too difficult, but it took me two years to get the club started there. But wow. again, uh, and again, it was very hard because there's not many international companies there. So where do I find executives who are keen to learn to speak, to, co to communicate in English? Mm -hmm. But it was a college town. There were at least 10 colleges, universities over there. Mm -hmm. But being students, they are not exactly well off. They have problems paying their fees. So it was a different kind of um, challenge. And um, we even resorted to doing things like microfinancing. 
never mind. We know annual fees is a problem. You pay us month by month. <laughs> Serious. You know, you know, it's a good thing. Yeah. You know, you have all these different challenges um, creating two new clubs in two different mm. countries. What mm. are the takeaway skills? What are the skills needed to actually make this happen? Because seriously, even in in KL or even in slang or you, it's not mm. you might think that it's easy to set up. But I've had cases where, yeah. you know, two, three uh, times where I tried to set up, but it didn't work out. Yeah. What are the skills yeah. that maybe you can it, share with it, the transferable skills that you get from setting up clubs? I think a lot of it is, number one, you must be very committed. You mm -hmm. must really believe in what you're doing. And then you must recruit two or three people who will share that commitment with you. Because the burden can be quite great. Like, you know, even in KL, to start a club. Yeah. After a while, you, say, you ask yourself, why am I doing this? You know? <laughs> so you must have a, a, a small team of people who say, we can do it. It's worth doing. Let's keep plugging on. Uh -huh. So once you have that, I think the impossible will be possible. So, so mm -hmm. that is my, my, my one lesson that I learned. That I need a team of people who believe and are prepared to commit their time and effort, then the rest will fall in place. Mm. I think you shared yeah. earlier with me when you mentioned you know, the people skill, even if you want to build a team, mm -hmm. you need to have mm. that people skill you know, to influence. Yeah. Yeah. So you need that vision. You, uh -huh. you need a, a very strong vision and to be able to convey that vision to mm -hmm. the people that that's going to be your inner core team. So yes. I think a bottom, bottom line is this kind of project, it needs to come from the heart. Uh -huh. If you do it with a lot of love, a lot of commitment, because it's very easy to give up. You know, after a while, ah, don't care anymore. Mm -hmm. you know, but if you, you say, no, I'm I know that this community will benefit from this. I know that it will be a better place because I've done this. And to have people who say share your vision, I think mm. yeah. So that that people skill is the ability to have that vision, to communicate that vision with a group of people, and to work together mm -hmm. as a team. Yeah. It's true, you know, Judy, because uh, Toastmasters is not you. You don't get paid when you start a new club. It's a voluntary mm. job. So yeah. it's a different calling. It's yes. a different ball yes. game when you actually create a club. To the benefit of the community, it's a different ball game. Yes. So, I'm glad that yes. uh, the community th that you were in has benefited from Toastmasters Club. Uh, good job, <laughs> Judy. Thank you, thank yeah, I'm you. sure you and, were. And I, you, have you were I, I have benefited. I have benefited from being involved with them as well. I mean, they yes, give yes. me back so much. Right? I, so yeah, I totally understand. It's a one-way street. Mm. Mm. Great, great, great sharing. Judy, thank you very much. So, perhaps you can give us one tip for new Toastmasters as well as Toastmasters who's been around. Yeah. What, what is one tip that you can give us? Okay. The one tip that I would like to share is don't do what I did. <laughs> it took me 10 years. It took me, honestly, it took me 10 years to complete my Competent communicator manual. Ten oh. speeches, ten years. That's way too long. Oh my right? god, that's a decade. And 
and yes and and really the reason the the reason is I, I my journey could have been a lot more efficient effective if i had a mentor if i had someone to guide hold me by the hand and say here that's what you do and this is what you do need to do next right but in in toastmasters very often we we are just you know you you it's the best even the club assigns you a mentor but you don't reach out you just stay within your little shell mm-hmm. and you don't reach out and everybody's busy with their lives and before you know it one year has gone by and you haven't done a speech at all right so it really helps to have a mentor in mm-hmm. your in your journey one who will push you a little pull you a little that's one and number two is also to set goals for yourself you tell yourself by this time i want to finish this because it's very easy to just let time pass oh, i'll speak when i feel like speaking i'll speak when yeah. i think of the topic for you know it another three months have gone by and you haven't done anything right true i i so, think i remember judy when you did a um, a speech project i think when we were meeting at the mim office i remember you showed us the mm. statistics of the members of mimpj you know who actually finished their, mm-hmm. yes. their journey to dtm and i have to thank you because mm. that actually pushed me to continue to finish my mm. project because i was going like oh you know this takes too long but that presentation itself gave me a new surge of life i would say energy to finish the mm. speech i remember just mm. after that i think i finished like three speeches in one week to also get yes. the wow. i think wow. as award so so i have to mm. thank you for that because i realize um, it's it's true i totally agree with you you have to have a mentor you have to reach out mm. because some mentor they don't do much they just you need me you come to me you know i'm not going to push you so much but sometimes yeah. the mentee mm. needs to do the reaching out really depends mm. on how it works for the the mentor mentee yeah. this and, is a two way relationship yes. right mm. yeah mm. because i know i have mentor who actually pushes you which is for me it works but mm. some people some mentee doesn't like that style you know like yeah. oh you know yeah. i'll go whichever phase that i want yeah. After, i have enough oh, pressure from my work from my family yeah. i don't need I, i don't need this, uh, this yeah so yeah. it really depends on yeah. how the mental mentee wants to make it work relationship but it's true you need to have a goal anything that you want to accomplish it, it's very important to have that your own personal goal and to as you say reach out for yeah. someone to help you with that journey and i'm glad because personally i have to share that mm. i've also personally reached out to you especially in doing my my project speeches and also you know the completion that i did last year so i thank you very much for that because one thing i have to share with the audience is that when you speak to a very experienced toastmasters they have this x factor that we call you think you got most of the things covered in your speech and then suddenly they come to you oh no you missed out on that and i get oh my god i didn't see that so i'm glad um mm. in my journey in uh, being in toastmasters i've met people like judy you know like gina or the experienced speaker where they have this x factor something that we can really learn from from them mm-hmm. to make us a better speaker so again uh, any last word judy no 
enjoy your journey. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for sharing your the reasons why you still a Toastmasters and how you built the new clubs in the different country, Vietnam and Indonesia. And mm. Share with us some tips on what not to do, not to wait too mm. long and to continue mm. to build our, I mean, to sharpen mm. our skill, maintain our skill as a good speaker, a good communicator. Thank you mm -hmm. once again, Judy, for your time. For your audience, thank you for having me. It's an honor. <laughs> thank you, thank you uh, for those who's been listening to us. I hope you will get some nuggets from there and have a blessed and enjoyable journey as a Toastmasters. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye.